magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Okay. Hey guys, what is up? <laughs> Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 526. Eli is just flailing his arms with that slinky and banging into his mic, and uh, it's just a crazy Friday around here. So yeah, uh, we both got updated <clears throat> to the Skype beta, which uh, seems to have broken literally everything we used to record the podcast. <sighs> Yeah, last week uh, you'll you'll recall we were joking about Skype updated itself and it and then the end of our show got all garbled and crazy. And um, this week we both fired up Skype and things sounded like crap. And so we're kind of thinking that it's normal. It's a low bar, and um, it makes me think that uh, Skype itself is the culprit and not either of our internet connections, which have both been solid for both. Of us for all our other activities except recording. So I feel like Skype's the uh, common enemy. We're trying to record this show through Discord. If you are a Patreon person and you like to watch the show, there's no video feed this week because we got to figure that out, how to do I'm, that through I'm Discord sure, or some other service. I'm sure it's extremely possible because I think that most people record yeah. stuff over Discord now. I just... We are on kind I think of a so time too. crunch just and didn't want to spend Can't an hour figure it out on the fly this week. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try that again for next week. So this week is just uh, audio only. Um, if you need to look at something, um, maybe uh, open up a, a, a web page of stock photography and click through while you listen. And uh, that should be about as entertaining as staring at our faces. You know what I found um, today? Or I'm sorry, not what today, do you got? but this week. My TI-89 graphing calculator. Why'd you even buy the analog pocket, you idiot? I know. You got a TI-89. Well, it's just so amusing to me that, like, so I, I don't even remember why I was looking in the calculator aisle at Walmart. Like, Lindsay was looking at something, and I was just kind of spacing yeah. out and wandering nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, they still sell the TI-83. It, it's still 100 yeah. bucks, and it looks yeah. literally identical exactly to the calculator the I used 20 years ago. Yeah, that's that blows my mind. Really? Yeah, well. Who's buying these things? I mean, I think there's some sort of cahoots between the calculator, like Texas Instruments and, and the education system yeah. have some sort of deal worked out where, like, that's the approved calculator if you want to use one. You can't bring your phone. You can't use your phone that does all the same stuff for free. Um, you got to I mean, use I understand, this $100 thing. I understand not being able to bring your phone into a test or whatever. Cause, right. You know, um, I do too, but I also, mean, God, even really like silly. the Apple Watch and stuff. I mean, think of like the amount of cheating that yeah. you can do these days without like anyone knowing. Although I imagine yeah. if you yeah. talk to some teachers, they'd be like, "Yeah, students are nowhere near as clever as they think they are with that sort of stuff." That could be too. That could also be the case. But um, I don't know. I feel like in, we should embrace. Let's let's get rid of learning. I feel like it's unnecessary at this point. Um, all of our gadgets do all the thinking for us and know everything for us so that we don't have to. I agree. So, I don't know. Why test me on a test when I can just walk in and Siri or whoever can give you all the answers? <laughs> I don't know. That seems like the way to go from this point forward. Tech's not going away. 
So well, it the, knows better than I know. The, pro- the problem is like that would saying, save all that space in my brain to learn actually useful things. Whoever is in cahoots keeping the Texas Instruments calculator scam in business would never allow that. So that's true. It's a corrupt system for sure. Well, we can do um, we can do a follow up on the old analog pocket. I am less angry at this thing after spending a hundred dollars on cartridges. <laughs> yeah, I laugh because uh, yeah, you had, after our show last week, you went to some sort of used game store or something and and sent some photos. The place has an amazing selection of old yeah. cartridges for for Game Boy and and stuff. But man, some of those prices, holy moly! Like Even tr- stuff like I would have never expected is selling for like forty bucks for like something that seems like a super basic Game Boy game. Oh yeah, um, here let me. Where the fuck that's the state there? of the world nowadays. And so you picked up two new games. Yeah, I got. You spent a hundred bucks. Link's Awakening and uh, Tetris DX. I mean, two fantastic games, but, um, you know, I don't know. Well, so, so what's your experience then? Are you loving really good playing like, it on the pocket? Yeah, like it's um, it's the the experience once you get going is um, yeah, really really good. So yeah, uh, Mole Mania. I'm looking at the photo right now that I took. Uh, Mole Mania seven four yeah. Of course it is. Uh, Burger Time Deluxe thirty ninety nine. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, what other silly ones? Well, my advice was like, hey, go buy like a few $5 games and just like have some fun with them or whatever. But those are $5 no. games don't exist. Well, the yeah. $5 games are shit you never want to play, like the port of 720, which I'm sure yeah. is like absolute dog <laughs> Maybe it's shit. Amazing. F1 Race, yeah. uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 port, which I'm sure is truly abysmal. So you spent what sixty something bucks for Link's Awakening? Yeah, so Link's Awakening sixty bucks, Tetris DX was like thirty, and I probably like so the thing of like brick and mortar pricing is a little bit higher, but like it's so hard to like figure out like you know because you buy it on eBay, you're paying at least five dollars, if not closer to ten, to get shipped, and eBay pricing is a little bit lower, right. but like once you pay for shipping and eBay fees and everything else, like I feel like it kind of well, turns out to be the same. Seeing the thing in person and inspecting it visually yourself is a, a there's a value there too because yeah. you can buy stuff on eBay and pictures maybe don't do it justice and then you get it and it's you know not what you thought so yeah, or my, it doesn't work or something weird happens so my, my copy of Tetris DX is a little more beat up than I was hoping it was but it would be for thirty bucks yeah. but you know it is what it is. You know, as long as it plays fine, that's like a forever in the slot kind of game. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, um, that's yeah. So I I have that uh, for thirty bucks. I feel like is pretty okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I had Zelda Oracle of Ages. I bought on eBay uh, Oracle of Seasons, which I'm like sixty okay. percent sure I still have around here. So I'm sure I'll find it like the day <laughs> that I get the eBay thing. You sell it back. Um, and I bought uh, Super Mario Land one, two, and three on eBay. Uh-huh. So those are all incoming. So that was another like hundred and twenty dollars worth of games. But, Sweet. Super Mario Land 3 is Wario Land, yeah. correct? But I feel like yeah, between the three Mario <laughs> games, the three Zelda games, and Tetris DX, like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to... You should be good for a while. Yeah, I would think. Because those, those are, like, <laughs> um, those, for me, those that that's, like, the short list of, like, the really, really good Game Boy games that I'm bummed that I don't have anymore. Right, 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 right. Um, but the, the problem if, uh, then is, like, if you... 
if you want to dip your toe into the world of Game Boy Advance games that I'm bummed I don't have anymore, those yeah. are all like 120 bucks a piece. Oh, for sure. For, you know, <laughs> like um, the Advance Wars and the Final Fantasy Tactics yeah. and the Metroid games yeah. and the Castlevania games. Like, unbelievable yeah. how expensive they are. Yeah. I don't know. No, I know. Well, start small. And um, like I said last week, too, like there's something kind of nice about having a limited selection of games because it's going to force you to play some. Yeah. Well, and um, before before I went out to, to buy these, um, I, I just went because it was Friday. I didn't have anything to do. And Lindsay was out of town. And I was right. like, oh, I'll go drive out to this shop and just see what what's going on there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been playing, uh, you know, Zelda Oracle of Ages and that game's outstanding. I mean, like, and it's cool because that's so just good. been like living yeah. in the pocket, like playing off the cartridge and everything else. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I re- the, the, that's why I'm, that's why I bought the other one because I was like, man, I forgot how good these Capcom Zelda games are because, um, yeah. they, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you could probably describe most Zelda games, particularly the like, uh, more modern ones is just being kind of easy, you know? Like mm-hmm. Link's Awakening is not a hard game. Like it's very, right. like it's a Zelda game, but it's not. It, it's it's fairly it's, obvious where you should go and what you should do, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know things like that. Like it's you know very, very, very typical in that it's like, oh, there's all these rocks blocking my way. Oh, cool! I just got the strength <laughs> <Right>. amulet thing <laughs> or strength bracelet. Yeah. Now I can lift these rocks and go to the next area, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Capcom games um, are really a little out of the box in a way that I totally forgot mm. when I played them the first time. I don't even know. 30 years ago now, 20 years ago, whenever right, they right, came right. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really appreciating that. Like the whole like system of collecting rings that have these little like passive effects on the game and yeah. all yeah. that stuff. And there's, there's a way that you can transfer progress between the two. I don't, I, some, it's some like code system yeah. or whatever. I haven't gotten that far yet, but yeah. Um, yeah. I replayed through those not too long ago on something. I don't think it was my RG. I think it was like one of the other emulator things yeah. I had bought or something, but, um, forgot how good they were. I hadn't played those since they were, came out and were new or whatever. And then, um, <clears throat> I don't remember when, but I learned that that was planned to be a trilogy actually. Oh, and it, it got cut down at the last minute. And so there was a lot of stuff that was supposed to be in the second game that either got kind of crammed in, in a weird way or, they got to eventually do in the Minish Cap, which was Capcom's Game Boy Advance follow-up, which is sort of a spiritual third game in the the series, I guess. Yeah, let's. Uh, so, um, let's just for fun. I thought that out. was really interesting, though. Like, how cool would it have been to actually have it be three games the way they intended or whatever? But um, both of them are really good. Good. Well, the games. Minish Cap and, is yeah. only. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, so the what's tricky about these ebay listings it's like uh, there's like so uh-huh. many like uh reproductions now yeah like here's it's hard to seven tell. in seven in yeah. one game boy advance zelda collection right. and there's like a minish camp that says authentic buy it now for 90 bucks and then there's one that's buy it now for 18.99 which like uh, has to be a fake right there's weird little ways you can check that stuff but like also i don't know i've i feel like it's so much more trustworthy to hold it in person and know that it's real or or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, this doesn't dicey s- buying stuff like that on eBay. Say that it's fake, but yeah. And then yeah. there's another one that's like every single cartridge for ten dollars and fifty cents, which like has to be. Yeah. These just right. have to be reproductions, right? Yeah, shipping from Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah okay, those are not real. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I 
I, the, I don't the, know either. The thing is, like, I don't necessarily know. Like, is a is a reproduction that bad? I don't. I don't know. I just. I wish think that... there's probably an element of somebody wanting something authentic for collecting purposes. Yeah. If you just want to play the game, it might be just the same. So. Maybe I mean, you don't that, have to go buy the actual carts, but at that point, just then you've like, got to wonder like, what weird cottage industry am I funding by buying these repros? Yeah. Um, See, this, this is why I, it's a tough call. This is why I wish that Nintendo just download ROMs. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is why I wish Nintendo would get into like actually like reprinting some of these games. You know, like particularly the games that I they've know. got like a hundred percent clean rights to like the first party stuff and things right. like that. And, and I think they could do it in a really smart way where it's like, all right guys, like we're reprinting these six games, get your orders. in now they ship in four months. We'll make as many right. as we get orders. You know, if that's a thousand cartridges or a hundred thousand cartridges, that's how many we're making. They look distinctly different. So, you know, like the original ones, um, you know, maintain whatever value that they have. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah. they do this shit with like printing, reprinting magic cards all the time. And it's just kind of like mm -hmm. a normal thing that um, yeah. the original ones always maintain their value. Like there'll be a little bit of a dip right. when they reprint them just because like what's happening is basically the people that are buying the cards to play them are going to the new ones as opposed to like the collectors yeah. that are just buying them to collect them. Right. right but it's, right, it's right. not like it's not like, oh, shit, they reprint this card. The old ones are worth nothing. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, they release Earthbound on the Switch Online app or whatever. It's not like people yeah. are suddenly getting rid of their Earthbound cartridges for nothing. Because so. I would, I would vastly prefer. I would even pay original MSRP for a Nintendo mm -hmm. reprint rather than like some dodgy ships from Hong Kong. Clear, clear reproduction, but I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, if no. it plays the same and I works totally the agree same, with you. like it's... I don't. It's know. a weird situation, this retro game enthusiasm. Um, yeah, and I've been, I've been, um, I've been uh, surfing Facebook Marketplace too. I'm getting the original Tetris mm -hmm. and Zoop for eight dollars. Once I, oh, that's nice. Go and meet yeah. this person uh, oh. in Knoxville. Tetris DX is great, not as good as the original Tetris. The original Tetris is better, I think, and that's like a forever. I think slot. the 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 difference in the physics between the two are a little bit yeah. Uh, like I like DX the is a little loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can, <clears throat> um, and I don't know. There's there's a a word for it, but that like the people are really good at Tetris call it. But like you can continue mashing to spin and kind of like walk yeah. a piece yeah, over. Yeah. Whereas right. like the original Tetris was like, nope, you're you're locked in on that. That game is just true, true, true. Yeah. Um, so, I don't so know. what was I gonna say? And flashcards oh. are impossible to buy. So, are they really? I yeah. so I had a, a Evercard or what are they called? Not an Evercade. Well, yeah, whatever. Like what, there's like two brands of flashcards that are like EverDrive. The, you know, main EverDrive. I had an EverDrive. Yeah. Um, when I bought a Game Boy Micro on eBay a long time ago for a hundred bucks. And then I bought an EverDrive and it was like 60 when I bought it or something, which I thought was like pretty expensive for the time. I think they're more than that now. Yeah. So the, but, the um, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance EverDrive is $129 perpetually out of stock dang. everywhere. Wow. Really? Um, uh, it kind of bums me out. I, I sold both as a set, the EverDrive and the Game Boy Micro because the Micro is just too dang small. It was fun to have, but I never played it and so um i sold them both for like a hundred and 
I don't, close to what I just paid for. Dude, the, it. it wasn't like a the big EverDrive for the Sega Genesis is one hundred and ninety nine dollars. I didn't even know there was one for Genesis. Yeah, they make one for pretty much everything. So uh, the, oh, that's Ever, wild. the EverDrive for um, the Super Nintendo is two hundred twenty four dollars, also out of stock. I just um, I don't know. I just can't even wrap my head around this. Like the EverDrive for the NES one sixty nine. Like, yeah, I I don't know if this is like a COVID chip shortage thing that is causing all this craziness or if this is just what these things cost now. But it seems like the electronics in them would be fairly simple. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It could be uh, a bunch of stuff causing that. But um, I do. I regret selling that now. The micro, I don't really care about. It was fun to novelty. But well, the cart itself, I probably should have just hung so on to. What I don't understand right now about these different um, flash carts is that, like, there's so many different, like, iterations of these. So I'm on the seventh version of the EverDrive right now. And so right. I have the, I found my, so I have the Easy Flash 2 for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it, like, doesn't work in the analog pocket. And there's, like, all these different, like, crazy, like, firmware updates and revisions and everything else. But, like, what... Right. But the problem is, like, this thing is so old that it only works with fucking Windows XP. So, yeah, um, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. I had a I had a similar problem because I bought a flash cart. I bought a GBA one for my DS Lite back when the DS Lite was like newish, and so it was like over ten years old when I I finally decided I wanted another one, and it, it had traveled with me through different moves and stuff like that. And I figured it, I forget what it was called. It was called like a key something key, I think. But um, it was like. I just figured you just stick it in and it'll work or whatever, but it was like so outdated. There was nothing you could do to like get it working again. Yeah. That's which, like um, really was weird. That's what led me to buy the EverDrive. Yeah. I, I don't really understand how, like, you know, if the thing basically just like emulates a cartridge and it works mm-hmm. on the game, it's just Boy a Advance, basic ass file system. Yeah. Like why, why doesn't it work anymore? Like what, yeah. What changed? And oh my god, I just looked yeah. on eBay for EverDrives now. They are pricey. Damn. Man. Two eighty nine. Buy it now. Hmm. Two twenty one or best offer. I just like cannot wrap my head around this stuff. No, no. Um. So I, uh, I think I told you in chat or something like that. I got rid of my Steam Deck. I'm deckless now. Deckless. What'd you do with um, it? I just threw in the garbage. It was over. <laughs> um, no, I uh, sent it to Mikhail in India. We're going to see if it makes it to oh him or not. You insured it. I feel like shipping for... stuff. Um, so it actually worked out. He had family visiting in Oakland, which is about an hour for me, um, who was willing to travel back with the deck for him. Um, so I'm not actually shipping it to India where it would be probably – under some uh, heavy scrutiny from customs and possibly mm. subjected to some VAT charges or something like that. Um, this is basically his cousin is going to load it into her uh, luggage and hopefully get it through everything with no weird issues or whatever. But um, yeah, if I had to ship it direct to him, I feel like I don't know if I even would have bothered because it well, would have so, been so expensive. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working with um, some developers right now in Brazil. I sent them a package on February oh, 13th. Brazil is messed up. They got it 60 days later after oh, like all these different customs hold and needing to pay like, yeah. uh, I don't know, 10 or 20 bucks in duty to get it. 
And yeah. I was just like, yeah, holy yeah. cow. Like, I, And I basically just sent like uh, just things of no value, you know, more or less. Like, not, Yeah, not like Brazil, I want to say Brazil was the place when they were sending, um, when the Win Maxes were getting delivered and people were asking like, what's the deal with Brazil? It's like 100% duties fees or something like that. And so they would declare the Win Max, they would include like a weird fake receipt that says it was only 200 bucks or whatever. Mm. So you'd only have to pay an extra 200 bucks to get yours Jesus. instead of that it's this $800 thing or whatever. But it just seems like insane. I would never buy anything outside of the country. I've never imported anything well, at that at that rate. So uh, Not to I, mention you're subjected to like some super corrupt like border checking people. Oh, yeah. And, and the crazy part about this package that I sent was like the way that the tracking works. It's like, all right, it left the U.S. Yeah. Uh, See you in a month. See you in two months. (laughs) Fell off the end of the earth. Uh, It might arrive. It might not. We don't know. We don't know where it is. There's no Mm. uh, tracking or scanning or anything after that. It's just see you later. Yeah. So sketch. But, um, Um, you know, it's probably a good thing that you unloaded your Steam Deck because I don't know if you've been reading the Steam Deck subreddit, but the whole Steam Mm -mm, Deck is actually awful and uh, the hardware is Mm. flawed. And yeah. um, it's basically unplayable once you load a game because the fan is so loud. Well, I'm I so it I stopped reading that Reddit because it was making me scared. Because part of the deal was like, okay, this was a review unit. I wasn't even planning on them actually sending one, so it feels like very fortunate that we got one. And I feel like passing that fortune on to Mikhail, who will do a lot of coverage for the site, as well as he can't buy one in India; they're not mm-hmm. available. So. It's kind of just felt right to move it on to him when I had already pre-ordered one and was still planning on getting one. And then, you know, once that one comes, what am I going to do with two? You know, and then I could flip one, I'm sure, and make money. But that seems scummy, too. So You could play two-player. Um, That's what you could do. But, yeah, I, I guess I could play two-player. But, um, so, uh, but the thing that makes me nervous, though, is like, okay, this review unit, like, I had kind of warmed up. It's a 256, and my pre-order is a 512. Yeah. And you feel the squeeze pretty quickly with how tight the the um, storage is or whatever. But I had sort of, like, warmed to it. And, like, I have been working with it. It's been okay. And if 256 had to be the one I had forever, I could deal with it. I'm looking forward to having more space, but it wasn't the end of the world. Um, and so, also... I can verify that that unit works fine. That nothing's wrong with it. You know what I mean? So that subreddit is filled with people that's like, oh, just got my thing. Like this thing doesn't work or this thing doesn't work. The case came apart. Something's broken. The fan is too loud. People are opening them up and realizing there's two different versions of fan that's getting used. And one is louder than oh the my other. God. And I, did you get a good fan version or a bad fan version? I read this, uh, all this shit where I'm like, oh. Like a truly unbelievable deep dive on like the difference in the fan blades and like why yeah like one is better than the other because like the blades on the one are evenly spaced and the other are slightly staggered and like the air turbulence difference that that makes and then like bananas ass shit that i don't want to expose myself to um because it's just blowing me out but you do see some cool stuff every once in a while like there's a guy that uh i know it's today um I think he's got a smaller Steam Deck, but like he's buying like, you know, cheaper SD cards and then loading a bunch of games onto him. And then he made like little labels that go on them to like, you know, so they're that, like game cards. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And I was like, oh, that's really yeah. clever. That's cool. Like, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, he either, he either has them like by games or like by uh, like game series or publisher. Like he's just got like a From Software SD card, which I think that's, that's cool. pretty cool. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's uh, I'm uh, part of me is sad because it's like if I do get my pre order and it's a lemon for whatever reason, or even if Valve has like been really great about fixing problems, I don't want to have to deal with that. I, I've just given away a perfectly good working Steam Deck that I don't know I'll get a perfectly good working one in return or not. And that yeah. makes me nervous. The whole shipping and if it gets to them or not makes me nervous. If it gets lost along the way, that just seems like a big waste. Oh, yeah, I found So the, the whole thing has just been a really stressful endeavor. I found the post that um, I was thinking of. The title is Research on the Steam Deck Fan Issue. And it starts with, here's why I think the Delta fan, serial number, big long string of numbers, in the The Steam Deck has a trivial design flaw. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to read that research paper on the fan. Um, I don't know. My version, yeah, the fan is very audible. It's not quiet. It's not loud. It's audible. It's louder than a Switch's fan. But it's not like... But like all of these... Like really compact, and, and this goes back to like when I used to be. Yeah. I used to be really into like very t- tiny laptops, like the Sony Vio series yeah. and stuff like that. And all those, like if you do start doing anything heavy on them, it sounds like a hair dryer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's that's the main reason I never got on with my Win Max was like using it on the couch while Pam's watching TV. Like in, in my dreams, is. It's too loud. It drowns out the sound of the TV. That's how loud the Win Max is. And it's like a whine, like a high-pitched whine. Um, the Steam Deck's fan is like, you hear it, but it's not like distracting enough to where you can't also watch TV or something like that. It's just like, it's fine. At least on mine, it's now gone. I don't know how the one that's coming to me will be. Um, but anyway, yeah. It's, so I really have noticed... Um, even just get, I, I sent it off on Monday, I think. Um, so a week without it has been, I miss it. I miss it terribly, terribly, terribly. So, um, but I guess this is one of those things too. Where like I never know how serious to take these kind of complaints, right? Because it's like, you know, right. how many, how many steam decks has valve sold, you know, like hundreds of thousands well, that's always, by now, you know, and there's been true like of these things, 10 people angry on Reddit. So like if, right. You know, I don't, like zero point one percent of the Steam Decks yeah. have issues. I feel like that's probably a pretty good, yeah, like pretty good rate. No, of, I agree. You know, RMAs or whatever. The people that get one and has nothing wrong with it aren't posting on Reddit. They're playing their Steam Deck. So, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still really anxious to get mine. I'll feel better a when Mikhail gets my old one in his hands and it's safe and sound, and then I'll feel better. B when I get my freaking pre-order email, which we, I think both of us were hoping these first two Mondays a month of, of April yeah. would be our lucky tickets and they're not. Um, hopefully April at all, because if you go to the Steam Deck website now, my reservation, the Q2s say April, May, June. It could be April, May or June. And it's like, oh yeah. God, please don't be June. Yeah. But um, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I, so in absence of my Steam Deck, um, I've made an effort to play Switch more because it's filling the void. And um, also, there I have a lot of Switch-only games that have come out that I got that I never bothered playing through, like Skyward Sword HD or yeah, uh, the really Mario play, Golf or, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever. Triangle Tactics, right? <clears throat> triangle or, Strategy. Or, or, strategy, yeah. yeah. That, that was, like, at the extreme top of a short list of Switch games I wanted to play, and then it came out, and, yeah. like, I don't know, I was just... 
busy with other stuff and so uh, playing the switch though like going back to it i i kind of hadn't turned it on in in a while since having a steam deck and um it feels so tiny it feels (laughs) like a handheld now whereas before i was like the switch is so big and now i hold it and i'm like this thing is little i can fit this in my pocket but um it's also so much more uncomfortable like my hands cramp after like 15 minutes holding the switch the little holder Um, thing I, I would like to get one of those. Yeah, that grip thing. Yeah, just like what you got. Um, this cool thing. <clears throat> yeah, it makes it more like a Steam Deck ergonomics, which is what I want. But um, but it has been fun going back to the Switch and realizing that I have a shit ton of games that I should be playing and not worrying about Steam stuff. Yeah, and I've fallen and... down the emulation rabbit hole on the Steam Deck, and I feel like I'm spending all my time just dicking around with that stuff and not even playing games. So... Um, Hopefully the uh, hopefully the weight will be okay. The steam or the the switch will get me by, and um, I still I have an Xbox I can play too. Why don't I ever play that? Um, yeah, but I am sad that the Steam Deck is gone now. I feel lonely without it. Um. So the uh, just touching on Elden Ring really quickly because we talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, someone released a mod for it called uh, that just basically makes an easy mode, and it is like far and away the most popular mod on um, the <laughs> what it what is it the uh, Nexus mods the repository uh, for all these things. It's oh like God. it's like Jesus. Uh, every the downloads of every other mod is like a rounding error compared to the number of people that have downloaded the fucking easy mode mod. <laughs> Oh, they're not experiencing the game it was meant to be. So I hope they know that they're just cheating oh, themselves. Oh, yeah. Well, I found out about this from reading the Elden Ring subreddit where people are very upset that this is a thing that exists. Oh, they should just take time out of their life to post on Reddit about it. But it's like it's it it's like ex- makes sense. extremely simple stuff. Like basically exactly what we talked about where like so this mod reduces 50% incoming damage, increases your attack damage by 20%, 25%. It gives you... 10x the amount of uh basically experience so runes which is experience points more or less um and then uh doubles the amount of heals that you have yeah how dare they ruin from software's vision um i mean yeah i uh i saw i saw a funny thing on twitter which i i think was revealed to be fake but um it was like the guys the am i the asshole subreddit and the guy was basically like so my girlfriend thinks she beat Elden Ring, but she didn't actually beat it the right way. Yeah. And I called her out on it, and now she's mad at me, and we're fighting. And he was basically like, you know, my girlfriend doesn't really play games. She plays, like, Animal Crossing and stuff. But then I got Elden Ring, and she was like, I, can I try it? And so I made her a character, but I was sort of like, uh, this isn't like the other games you play, just so you know, like, whatever. Well, he gets, I, I guess he has a full-time job, and she stays at home, so she has a lot more time to play. And so she was, like, zipping through the game. And every day he'd come home from work and be like, oh, cool. Like, you beat this, you beat that, whatever. And then one day she texts him and is like, I beat the game. And he's like, I doubt you beat the game. And he comes home and sees her save file and is like, yeah, she started New Game Plus. She beat the game. And he's like, dang, that's crazy. And she's like, yeah. Well, I was like, um, you know, invited people into my game to help with some of the bosses or whatever. And he was like, oh, I see. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So you like, you know, that's how you beat the game. I get it. And he's like, well, yeah, if you were doing it by yourself the way you're supposed to, like you wouldn't have been able to beat it. And she's like, uh, excuse me? Like, what is that supposed to mean? Uh, these are 
parts of the game that are available for you to invite people to co-op with you. Like I, that's yeah, part yeah. of the game. I, I used it. That was like uh, some of like, the no, most No, you fun. should really solo it. Yeah. It was uh, kind of like some of the most fun I had playing the game was inviting random people in and like, cause you can't really right. communicate with them beyond like these very, yeah. very, very limited uh, emotes, you know, like points yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and it was really cool. Like going through basically an entire, like, I don't know, like they don't really have dungeons, but kind of like what would yeah. amount to yeah, like yeah. a dungeon sort of segment. Which is like some random person that you can't communicate with. I thought it was a ton yeah. of fun. And yeah, then, you know, a... we beat the boss and then he just kind of vanishes away into <laughs> mist. And I was like, oh, well, cool. I, we played together for like two hours. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> There's a thing. on. There was a story on Polygon. There's like a um, semi-celebrity from Elden Ring. That's oh, like this yeah. guy it's like, his that goes like, into Let people's me solo games. her or something. Let me solo yeah, it or and something. And he just like, like beats bosses for you and stuff. And he's totally naked. Um, with just two yeah, katanas. He has no clothes on and he has like a jar on his head. Um pretty cool. But anyway, I thought that story it sounded too good to be true, and it does seem like it was maybe just a, a shit post, but um the story itself is kind of funny and not implausible that a guy would be like, Oh mm-hmm. you know, you didn't actually beat it because you didn't do it this specific way. Um to that I say f off especially you know what a what a a missed opportunity for somebody if your girlfriend or whoever enjoys games but like on a way more casual level and all of a sudden just like on their own wants to get into this more hardcore like genre or game encourage that shit you know what i mean be like yeah cool like you know nothing wrong with like just enjoying stuff like animal crossing but also if you want to go to like a different area of gaming um, I would nurture that and like help her along the way uh, yeah. instead of like being all uppity about it. Lindsay, Lindsay asked me, uh, she saw me play it and she's like, Oh, that looks cool. You think I'd like that game? And I was just like, no, there, uh, yeah. I, I'm not, not trying to be a dick, but you will yeah. absolutely yeah. not like this. You will die on the first thing immediately and then just be very frustrated. Cause I know what kind of stuff yeah. she likes, you know? So yeah, right. Right. Um, but, you know, again, maybe uh, that's uh, where your easy mode comes in. Maybe if you're a, a dirty noob. But yeah, there's a to... there's a TikTok that I, I linked in the Touch Arcade Discord. That was really funny because like, the, so you come you, in Elden Ring, you come out of the cave and you see it, you know, you get the experience of like, oh, this is the big world. You know, like all these open world games have that right where it's like, you know, the, the kind of like dramatic revealing of just how much space there is in this game. Right. And like right, the first right. thing you see is this like golden knight on a horse that yeah like will just completely just like one shot you i mean if you get anywhere near oh, it's like instantly aggro's on you and you just explode and yeah this yeah. guy's like girlfriend or wife or i was playing he's like oh go talk to that guy he has a cool weapon for you yeah <laughs> that guy's really nice go talk to him right now um yeah that's pretty funny uh so yeah can't play can't play Elden ring anymore i don't have a i don't well, have a way to play it Soon enough. Uh, fingers crossed for Monday on the... Uh... I gave my Steam Deck away like an idiot. Um, yeah. Really hoping. Every Monday. And they said sometimes Thursday. So I I feel like instead of just a Monday coming and going and being bummed about it, I'm like, oh, it didn't come on Monday. Maybe Thursday. And then it like extends my my hope and despair for like Oh, are they days. sending multiple emails? I thought it They was said multiple. sometimes more than once a week. Yeah. So... Uh, look. we'll see if that's actually the case or not. But um, no, so I have like I got anything from Steam. No, I want yeah, like I, I, what, I'm, what I'm terrified of is like getting the email, but having it like go to spam or 
yeah. something else. I, like I, 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 like I, I would pay for someone to just call me when I can like order my Steam Deck, like a, a $25 upcharge for someone at Valve to just be like, hey, just confirming you are able to order your thing now. I would do that too, man. I would totally do that. Because God, I can't, um, th- th- that would be like the ultimate kick in the nuts of like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really gotten a, you know, kind of kind of weird. Like we went through Q2 and didn't yeah. get my Steam Deck and then it's like, oh my God, sitting in your your seventy two hour window is up. Yeah, yeah. sitting in your spam. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's time to order your Steam Deck yeah. uh, from, yeah. I don't know, April 2nd or whatever. Yeah. Um, a funny thing I saw on, on that Reddit before I swore it off was that um, someone was like, once you receive your Steam Deck, you're allowed to immediately pre-order another one if you want on your account. Because right now you can just pre-order one and if you go to the page, it logged in it knows you only have one it's like one per steam account um but i guess once you get it delivered it clears that and then you can pre-order another one and he's like i just did it because it's five bucks still and um if something goes wrong at least you'll be in the queue for another one yeah fair enough i (laughs) I wonder if a lot of people will catch on to that and valve is going to be like oh my god people keep pre-ordering this thing but there are a bunch of like phantom pre-orders for uh... well yeah the cool thing about valve though is that like you know they're they're a transparent enough company that like i bet the next time that someone does an interview with gabe like he'll just straight up tell you like oh yeah we were really surprised that we sold two million well yeah yeah, and 80 percent of the people that pre-ordered one ended up buying it or like whatever else like like you know he's been i i like refreshingly honest when uh he does interviews and like tells you stuff that like a lot of these companies would never ever Say yeah. because you know they have uh, publicly traded companies, they have all these like things to worry about where you can't just like be dropping random sales numbers in the middle of you know the afternoon yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's what makes Valve cool. That's pretty. But so the um, question is, will we get our Steam decks or our play dates first? <laughs> I mean, I know the answer to that. <laughs> our, I'm saying the uh, retail play date. I know the answer to that <clears throat> um you will know more about that on monday oh, is what i can say i think well, so okay. um anywho yeah, yeah so this last monday so there was two embargoes for the play date one was an unboxing embargo and the other one is the review embargo which is monday um i didn't notice like an influx of like Playdate videos or unboxings or anything like that. Did you notice anything? There was a few, but like they were in really odd places that I like. Huh. Like I, for instance, like Pocket Tactics did like a thing on that, and I was like, "What?" Oh, really? Pocket Tactics. I right? only I only realized yeah. it because like the Playdate account like retweeted. The, they had a pretty cool photo of like oh. the Playdate amongst a pile of other sort of like retroy handheld stuff. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I. I was like, I don't know, I could do an unboxing video, but I feel like those are kind of dumb and we've never really done that sort of thing before. Yeah, so. I, I honestly um, like I, I, the unboxing thing has always been of a bit of a mystery to me. Like I, I know that some people are like super into them. Yeah. And what's I don't I guess what's I, I don't know what's more confusing to me, the people that are like super into unboxing videos and the people that believe that like unboxing videos and photos and stuff are a spoiler yeah no i know <laughs> yeah the whole thing seems kind of wild to me i the ones i've enjoyed funny enough are the people that like lampoon it almost where they're like okay we're gonna do an unboxing and they make it this big dramatic crazy thing um almost like poking fun at the fact that it's an unboxing video but uh yeah 
But anyway, so yeah. Um, the, the only Monday, thing that came out of the unboxing videos, I guess the the people that did them were like allowed to show kind of like the power on the first, the, yeah. like the first kind of like setup experience, which has you go through yeah. this kind of like pretty cool little like let's push yeah. all the buttons sort of thing. Yeah, um, actually, um, it's, it's similar to the uh, Steam Decks, um, whatever the thing Valve was. What's it called? Oh, uh, the, uh, Aperture Science, like Aperture. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, similar to the sort of thing to that, where that is like a, a demo, but it makes you use all the buttons and inputs and stuff of the Steam Deck to make sure you know where everything is. Yeah, this is this is like the lo-fi version of that. Yeah. Um, with a really cool like uh, animated intro and stuff. So. So would you say um, that the unboxing experience blew you away, or was it? Just it's a nice box. It's a nice box. Out of a box that. Um, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's a box that I'll save. It's not a box I would throw away. It's that nice. Wow. Um, the yellow USB cord is really nice. High, uh, high quality cable. That's always good. <laughs> Does it come with a charger? Or do you have to plug it into something? Uh, no, just the cord. You have to plug oh it in. Oh my god! To find something to plug it in. Come on. Um, yeah, I know. I know they really cheaped out. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we should probably get into the stories I wanted to talk about. Sure. I I've lost track of time because there's no timer on the Discord stuff. Uh, we're that we like do. we're like forty minutes in right now. Okay, let's try. We'll try and get through all this stuff quickly. Um, some of it will be quick because I don't know what I'm talking about with certain things such as kingdom hearts. Um, so over the weekend, this was, you know, I don't know. I randomly checked Twitter and see the trend. Number one trend was kingdom hearts. And I'm like, what? Um, apparently they had like a 20th anniversary celebration thing over the weekend. And in it, they announced kingdom hearts four, which has been a long awaited announcement to say the least. And, um, I've never been into these games. I don't quite get it. People are extremely yeah. fanatical over this series to the point that I'm just like, I, good for you. I don't get it. Enjoy. Not for me. Um, I saw a, uh, not to continually bring up TikTok videos and retelling them because I know how <laughs> stupid and boring that is. But the, the, the joke of the video was like, you know, uh, me as a child picking up this random Disney game. And then as an adult, like the guy showed his room that was like nothing but Kingdom Hearts bullshit on like every single wall. And like, I mean, bless those people for having something that they're that passionate about. I'll say that. But I I just don't get it. And I don't really care to get it. Like, I'm not, you know, and it's fine. Like, not everything's for everyone. So it's cool. But anyway, the the problem is, like, I know people that like love Kingdom Hearts, you know, and I've always been like, man, you know. We have similar tastes in games. Like, you know, you like this thing. I feel like I would probably like it too. And I'm like, okay, well, where do I start? And they're like, well, you got to play the first one, which is like a fucking yeah. PlayStation 2 game or whatever. Yeah. And it's right, like, right, okay, right. well, I guess it's been re-released or something, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like everyone I know that's in, into Kingdom Hearts has been like, oh no, you can't just buy the one that just came out and play that. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> that's like, that's like jumping yeah, you straight gotta into be... like Return of the Jedi, you know? Yeah, right. No. Um and so along with Kingdom Hearts 4, um, they also announced a new iOS and Android game called Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, um, which seems fine. They showed off some footage of it or whatever. It kind of, it's sort of like a, um, I want to say Pokemon Go, but that's not really doing it justice. It's sort of like a, uses some location-based stuff, but it's, you battle against other people 
and uh, monsters and stuff like that, or whatever, whatever the enemies in Kingdom Hearts are. Are they monsters? I don't know. But you battle things, and um, it has its own original story in the Kingdom Hearts timeline, which I have heard is a convoluted mess anyway. So um, I don't know. That seems cool. It's going to beta test later this year, and um, I think release this year too. So uh, Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, a new Kingdom Hearts mobile game. That's a thing that came out over the weekend that I'm sure some people care about a lot. Um, another thing that launched kind of out of a uh, uh, surprise to everybody, Danganronpa V3. This is like a um, kind of a visual novel series slash yeah, this um, is, Ace uh, Attorney-like Basically series. in the exact same pile as Kingdom Hearts when I saw it. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm sure that people are going to like it. So that's cool. Unlike Kingdom Hearts, um, I actually want to play through these games. And them being on mobile, they're really good ports and a really accessible way to play them. Um, the weird thing was that uh, um, 1 and 2 released as planned pretty close to each other. Um, and then 3 was announced as coming... And then it like got delayed, and then you never heard from it again. So, what is and like so, the <laughs> elevator pitch of this game? Like, what is what is the uh, Ace Attorney with some weird shit happening, kind of like freaky stuff. So I you're that, you like I can do gathering evidence and going through kind of like the like trial process. Yeah, there's like tri- trial type stuff, like Ace Attorney, from from what I understand. Hmm. Um, but anyway, uh. Yeah, it was just uh, puzzling that 3 was announced and seemingly ready to go for mobile and then just sort of fell off the, the face of the planet forever. Um, and then this week it just came out out of nowhere. So that's kind of cool. So um, now you can have all three of these games on your mobile device if you want. The first two are actually discounted right now. Probably by the time you're listening to this, they'll still be discounted. Um, and actually the third one is on a launch discount too. So if you want to pick up all three... Now's a good time to do it. I still have the first one installed and need to play it because I've heard these are really good games. So we'll see if I ever get around to that or not. Um, A game I have played is Doom. And uh, for a while, the Doom and Doom 2 ports for mobile and other platforms um, had been getting just crazy amounts of free updates with a bunch of like officially, um, you know, not officially licensed, but like, you know, blessed by Bethesda as uh, like official expansion packs yeah, I've, for the I've game. I've been really surprised by the kind of like um, upkeep that they've done on these games. Like when yeah. I, if, if you would ask me like, all right, put some, put some money down to how are these games going to go? I would just be like, I don't know. These probably came out of like some weird, like, you know, Friday afternoon project or like internal game <laughs> jam or something. And yeah. they, they were good enough that they talked someone into releasing them. And that was that. Like right. I, which you know is is not unheard of um but to have them be like so updated and maintained with new content and like uh yeah. you know particularly like the the weird like uh extra uh content that, that are like outside of the mainline content of the mm-hmm. game which is like I, I never would have thought that that's something that they would do well it's weird because like um some of the the most fun you can have with these old Doom games is all the expansions and stuff, the uh, mods that are released for it or whatever. Um, but it's like, ser- there's like 30 years worth of people making level packs for this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you wanted to start out down that path, it's really hard to know where to go. And so this, the list of stuff they've released for these ports is like, 
a really good starting point of like, what's the good stuff that's out there? Right. And it's like enough content to keep you busy for a real long time. And if you want to go crazy and download a bunch of other stuff on the PC versions or whatever, like you can. But it's just nice that there's like an official sort of like recognized set of levels of like, oh, this is a community mod expansion pack that's really good enough that we're going to officially release it or whatever. So um, pretty cool. So, But it's been a while since they've released one. So um, I kind of hadn't thought about it for a while until... um, this one came out and this is arrival, which is another one that I've heard um, is, is really good and like officially uh, backed by Bethesda or whatever. So, you know, if you have a, this whole thing makes me wish that um, they do the same thing with Skyrim. Like what makes no sense to me is why, why is it that you have on, on, you know, the same company, right? Like on, in one department, it's like, Hey, we're, we're compiling like all the coolest shit into mm-hmm. these like very old games we're releasing that are just truly amazing and all yeah. this stuff. And then you have this other game that they've just been re-releasing the same old shit on every single platform yeah. that can run the game when you have yeah. just as huge of a, if not way larger actually, um, yeah. kind of like third party sort of like fan created mods and content and stuff that right. man, they could, they could cherry pick like the best a hundred mods or whatever, you know, call yeah. it like Skyrim community edition or whatever. Yeah. And it would be the most amazing thing ever. I just don't understand how there's people making free content for your game that you could harness in some way. And most of those people are doing it for fun anyway. And if you were just like, hey, we're going to officially release this and you'll get credited with your yeah, name and we'll stuff credit, like that. Give you some, you probably don't even care about getting and, paid or anything. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of free <laughs> copies so, of your friends. Like, I feel like right. pretty much anyone in the mod community would be like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, especially when there's something like Skyrim where there's some very basic quality of life mods oh, that make the game 100%. objectively better. Um, this should just have been part of the game in the first place. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, yeah, cool what they're doing with the Doom games. And also cool that they're releasing all these level packs for both Doom and Doom 2. Um, it doesn't matter which one you have or which one you play. All those same level packs are on both, which is pretty cool. And they're free. So, yeah, yeah. pretty sweet. Um, so... Uh, in February, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this developer's name, Dooye Games, Dooye Games. Um, they released a game on Steam last year called uh, Gunfire Reborn, and it's super popular. It's like a first-person shooter, roguelike, like looter shooter type game. Okay. Um, and then in February, they announced that they were going to bring it to mobile, and I was like, oh, that seems like an ambitious sort of game to bring to mobile, but also like a really good fit the way that like the game loop is set up and it's roguelike nature or whatever. Um, <clears throat> originally they had put it up for pre-order and it was going to launch on April 15th. But since that time they adjusted their launch uh, strategy, I guess you could say, and um, are going to do a staggered launch now. And so April 13th this week, it launched in just Europe. And then they're going to stagger um, the rest of the launch. Um, May 11th will be Asia Pacific, not counting China. Okay. And then May 25th will be North America and China. And then June 22nd will be the rest of the world. So <clears throat> next month will be Asia Pacific and then North America and China. Um, and then June will be the whole rest of the world. Um it is a server-based game. You don't need to be online to play it, but it does connect to a server when you first start out. So I guess it makes sense you would want to like not 
role all the, the that globally right off the bat or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, they're getting a lot of really good feedback from the European players. And the reason they chose Europe, which I thought was a weird soft launch territory, um, the PC version is like 80% people in Europe, which I mm. thought was interesting. So <clears throat> that's kind of like their bread and butter base. So they started there. And um, they've been getting a lot of really good feedback already just in this week that it's launched. Um, and they're making a lot of changes and stuff like that. And so, well, it sucks because I was really looking forward to this game. And now i got to wait essentially another month. Um, it'll be a better game. You know what I mean? Because it'll get all the, the yeah, that's cool. people not, that are not me, like basically beta testing the release and fixing things. So um, pretty cool. But if you were like had this marked on your calendar for some reason and you're not in Europe... Um, I'm afraid I got some bad news, uh, but it's not too bad. It's an extra month or two, depending on where you're at. So anyway, watch the trailer for this one. If you haven't yet, it looks really cool. Gunfire Reborn coming to mobile. Um, this week, uh, Niantic announced their new game and um, kind of interesting that they are <clears throat> created their own IP for this game. They are known for obviously Pokemon Go. But um, yeah, they've I thought also this was really on... weird because because don't you feel like this game, like the whole magical creature kind of virtual pet thing, like would make so much sense as just like a Pokemon thing? Yeah, particularly I do, considering and... like there's already been uh, like different Pokemon uh, virtual pet things. Like what was that one where you had like the Pikachu thing that like linked into? You know, you remember what I'm talking about? It was like the Pikachu pedometer that like linked into yes. some other game. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I don't know how to read this because so first of all, the game is called Peridot. I I don't think that's a good name at all. <laughs> I think that does not roll off the tongue, Peridot. Um, but whatever. So and, and it's a virtual pet type game, but because it's Niantic, it utilizes you know location based stuff and augmented reality and whatever. Um, it's not strictly a Pokemon Go game. It's more of like um, you are hatching and raising from birth all the way to adulthood this one specific virtual pet that you create. And then... Um, okay, yeah, here we go. So it was called. It was just called the Pokemon Pikachu, and it was kind of like a little Tamagotchi thing that had an infrared port yeah. on it that worked with the Game Boy Color's infrared port, and you could kind of like mash them together, and you would get... Yeah. Um, you could trade watts, which is like you were uh-huh. earning electricity as you were walking, yeah, for right, right. Um, special That's items cool. in the game that I guess were only available through that. Yeah, yeah, that is that does sound pretty cool, and I agree with you. Instead of coming up with some brand new thing with a weird title and characters you don't know, using actual Pokemon that everyone knows would be a smart move. But so leads me to believe that did the Pokemon company not want to do that? Did they try and they said no? So they were like, okay, we got to roll our own thing. Or have they been like, you know what? We're losing X amount of revenue because we have to pay the Pokemon company for all this Pokemon Go success. We're losing a certain amount of money. And if we rolled our own thing, we could keep it all. I mean, another another thing they could be doing is is treating this as sort of like a, a global soft launch of a new product. And like, once they get it all tuned, they can release like the okay. Here you go. This the is the Pokemon version. This is the Pokemon. You know, just like they did with the Maybe. Harry Potter version and stuff. Of <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could be happening, but um, if that is the case, they sure are putting a lot of work into uh, making this seem like a very real game or whatever. Um, it sounds pretty cool. I make the point in this story writing about this game that um, I am surprised that. Um, 
virtual pet type things haven't become more popular on smartphones because mm-hmm. doesn't that seem like the most perfect spot for one it's a dumb little thing you can just interact with for, throughout the day it doesn't take a whole lot of brain power or anything like that it can just be like mini games or whatever but also like your phone is always with you it's tracking a lot of d- stats that might go towards a virtual pet stats or whatever like there's just so many things that make it seem like way better than in the 90s when this sort of thing was super popular and everyone had like a big ball keychain or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. this big clunky plastic thing, um, integrating that into your smartphone that you already have on you just seems like it would make sense. But for whatever reason, it's not like people haven't tried to have virtual pet apps, but um, nothing's really taken off and nothing's ever really like resonated with me on a, a big level where I feel like, yeah, I have this yeah, cool virtual I mean, pet that I Hatch, actually care about. Hatch was good. <clears throat> But you kind of just right. sort of ran out of things to do pretty quickly in it. You know? Hatch was limited, but that was like the beginnings of something that I think would have been like yeah. what I would wanted. Yeah. Um, this, just based on their teaser trailer, seems like it has potential to be that too. Maybe. No, I don't know. Um, it's interesting nonetheless. I will definitely um, be interested to check it out and give it a try or whatever, even with its weird name. Um, it looks cute enough. It's worth watching a trailer for sure. So um, you can pre-register on their website. There's no talk of when it's going to launch or anything like that. They're just announcing it right now. I'm sure there will be the whole suite of uh, pre-launch propaganda <laughs> um, coming in in the rest of the year or whatever. So and then the final game uh, story I had to talk about is that a new game from... Um, Daniel Lutz, who was the creative director at Square Enix Montreal, and he was the creative director on Hitman Go and Laura Croft Go, which I think are the two best Go games, um, has announced a new game uh, as his uh, new solo developer studio, um, and it's called Isle of Arrows. And it's kind of like Hitman Go and Laura Croft Go, where those were like stealth games, but in like imagined as a board game like a turn-based board yeah, game yeah, almost yeah. um this is like hey tower defense but imagined as a card-based board game or a tile-based board game if you will um which i think is a really clever idea and if that doesn't make sense to you you could um check out the trailer i think it will make more sense but essentially you start off with a little plot of land and then you're dealt a random hand of of these tiles and the tiles can be different things like making a path or it can be a tower or it can be um some rewards or or something like that but essentially you're building out the game board based off randomly dealt tiles and so you have to pick the path that your the enemies will run but then you also have to place the towers um, and hopefully prevent them from getting into the goal like a normal tower defense game. But it's all based on what's randomly dealt to you, which I feel like is a super cool spin yeah, there's, on there's a tower been defense some, game. Like board games that um, kind of, or I guess card games slash board games that do sort of similar things like you know building a dungeon or, or whatever else. I yeah, mean, it's a mechanic that yeah. I always think is really cool. Yeah, very much board gamey, but um, to tower defense. So looks really cool. Um, the trailer looked really nice, and it's um, see launching this summer, so no specific date or anything like that. But it's um, not too far off or whatever. Um, it is coming to Steam too, so you can wish list it on Steam if that's your sort of thing. But uh, just looks like a really cool game. Definitely worth watching the uh, trailer for. And also, I didn't realize this before, 
Mr. Daniel Lutz, um, before he went and worked at Square Enix, um, had already released some mobile games that you may or may not recognize. Um, Monospace was we covered it in 2009. That's before I even worked at Touch Arcade, and I remember that game. It was like a really clever. Yeah. Um, perspective-based like puzzler where you kind of like manipulated this cube and based on the perspective you tried to like um, clear these squares or whatever. Super clever game. Um, and then he made another game called Colorblind, which was like connecting these dots um, and not overlapping ribbons and, and whatever. Another game that like I vaguely remember and totally had not thought about in years. Um, then he made a third game called Fault which was like a tile flipping and matching game. Again, another like really cool blend of, of genres in like a really cool, like minimalist version. And that's sort of like his thing. And that's how Isle of Arrows is looking or whatever. But I just thought it was funny to go back and look at like, he had posted on our forums and stuff like that. And his, I think his account was from 2009 or something. When we talked about monospace, he probably started a forum account or whatever. And just be like, that's so weird that this random dude that was just releasing iPhone games on his own that were actually very good w- got hired at Square Enix and went on to create like Hitman Go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> neat. that's really neat. Yeah, so always a weird, uh, weird like connections to Touch Arcade stuff from back in the day. Um, thought that was kind of cool too. So anyway, Isle of Arrows, one to keep an eye out for. It should launch this summer. And that's all the mobile gaming news I have to talk about this week. You got anything else happening? Um... You want to get off your chest? think so i I got a a three-year-old i got a a son turning three tomorrow we got a birthday plan our birthday party planned and it's gonna rain so now we're trying to plan b it rip plan b is the party will be in the house and not at the park how about uh, discovery zone that still exists What's discovery zone what's discovery zone Oh, you know, we (laughs) we have something like that. I don't think it's called Discovery Zone, but there was we we took um, our son and then his cousins who were about a year older a couple years ago. We went before the pandemic. Um, Discovery Zone, and it was like a it's like a sort of zoo, but in like a strip mall, like in a a commercial space made for like not a zoo. And um, it was the craziest place I'd ever been. It was like forty bucks to get in or something. And um, you do it's it's got displays with animals in it but it's very much like in an office building almost it's, it was really strange yeah so um, discovery zone was a how about leaps and bounds you know what that is no i don't know that one either. so so what was interesting is that um in the in the 80s or 90s i guess uh you had blockbuster which backed discovery zone and then mcdonald's which backed leaps and bounds and both of these were (laughs) very similar like indoor play places with you know like ball pits and like a lot of those tubes that like go all up over the place like what was cool about them is that like the the tubes are like basically like a habit trail for hamsters or for humans you know and you would climb up and you you like they would go along the ceiling and stuff you'd be really high up it would be pretty Uh cool um but uh yeah i uh i went to i remember I, a buddy of mine for his boy scouts troop uh they did an overnight lock-in at discovery zone oh that sounds awesome <laughs> that well it sounds awesome but it's probably like the most miserable night of my life you know because, oh really like, <laughs> because it was like a bunch of fucking like you know 10 year olds or whatever that were like insistent on we are going to stay up all night yeah and yeah, that's just like, you know, you can only do so much fucking around a ball pit before you're just like, okay, I kind of just want to go to bed or go home or 
<laughs> whatever else yeah and i'm just sort of over this and uh i can understand it's a better idea on paper the lights are just on <laughs> constantly so it's like you're just in prison and can't yeah. even sleep if you wanted to and there's like <laughs> nowhere to sleep if you did want to sleep and you didn't bring it or i don't remember if we did bring a sleeping bag or not but either way it was just like i remember at a time that my buddy's mom and dad came and pick us up you know like nine in the morning the next day i was like so I was like Andy Dufresne escaping from Shawshank. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so the place I was thinking of is called Sequest. Sequest. Never heard of that? No. I don't know if there's any on your side of the well, country. What we have now is a lot of um, these like trampoline places. Do you guys have those in California? Yeah, we have a few of those. I don't yeah. really understand like where that came from. It was just like... Um, it seemed like we had all these this like vacant uh like big box commercial space yeah let's and put trampolines like, in them i don't know let's just fill with trampolines okay cool yeah. and Not charge charge dumb kids 20 bucks to get in <laughs> you know what's uh funny is we went so we went to an easter egg hunt in the park last sunday i guess or saturday and um it was fun but it was very much like a it was like a very locally thrown together type thing right and so it was like yeah, there was a bounce house there, but the bounce house was like six feet by six feet. You know, yeah. it was like the smallest thing ever. And there's a million kids, right? And so, <clears throat> you know, of course, my son wants to go in the bounce house. And it's like, okay. Um, so I like feed him into the little opening and he goes into the bounce house. And there's like 30 other kids. And some of them are like teenagers, right? And it's just like, it was the most nerve wracking thing watching them get bounced around by all these giant kids. There's nobody manning the station. Nobody looking out for anything. If somebody cracks their head against somebody else's head, I don't know what you're supposed to do. And so thankfully, he got tired of it after like five minutes. I'm like, yes, get out of there. I can't stand to watch you in this thing. I, uh, that's surprising. They had a small bounce house because those are not expensive to rent. Like I used to, anytime yeah, I, we, we did a barbecue at my place, I'd always get a bounce house because they were like, everyone, like the novelty of it was insane. And they were like $200 yeah. per day. It, his cousins just in February got a bounce house and it fit in their front yard and it was large and it had a slide on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you could even like climb up a thing on the inside and then slide to the out or whatever. And I feel like it was like 300 bucks for the whole day or something crazy like that where it's like not that expensive. Um, yeah, this bounce house they ordered would be like good for like three kids. <laughs> and there was like 10 times that many inside. So. I, I slept in the bounce um, house once when we had it. I was just so, so really I was I, like, dude, you know, I'm just going to grab my blanket and sleep in the bounce house. That sounds fun. I would do that. But anyway, so yeah, birthday party tomorrow. Wish me luck. Hope well. it goes well. Um, that's it. That's all I got. So should we drive the bus, maybe, maybe bus it won't into rain. the wall? Maybe it'll be good weather. We've been tricked a little bit this week because they've been saying it's going to rain when it, and then it hasn't. But then it's rained when it, they said it wouldn't. So it's you never really know. It's like predicting the weather is not a, a, a set in stone thing. I guess you can't actually predict it. Yeah, we had um, um, this this week we had a uh, like we have a bunch of crap outside. I got a bunch of stuff uncovered that I'm like in the process mm -hmm. of like converting from winter mode to spring mode. Um, yeah. And. I looked at the weather and I was like, oh, it says it's going to rain tonight, but it doesn't look like it's going to rain too hard. Oh, well, who cares? And it was like a unbelievable storm. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> like, you know, like all our, all our new plants got really beat up. Oh, and stuff. And like, oh. That hurts. That hurts. But whatever. We'll um, back. All right, let's wrap this thing up. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, Tetrarchate is primarily supported by you guys, our listeners, our readers, and our viewers. So... 
Be sure to check out patreon.com forward slash tetracade. Consider throwing a little support our way. And you can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through tetracade.com forward slash Amazon. Just visit that link first and it would be awesome. Ah, uh, oh, crap. We had a couple emails to read too. Well, well they're going to have to wait do, next week. Unless you got somewhere to be, we can you know, do them now. I got a bunch of noisy kids about to walk through the oh. front door. So we're going to wrap things up. We'll get to emails next week. And uh, that's it. So thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.